Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Greater St. Stephen Missionary Baptist Church, coming to your homes live from Portland, Oregon. We are a people of worship, work, and prayer, ready to serve the Lord, ready to serve with the community, and ready to withstand the enemy. for choosing to worship with us today. It is our prayer that during our worship experience that your love for God will be intensified, your faith be stirred, your hands get to clapping, and your feet get to dancing. After this song of preparation, be prepared to join Pastor Kimberly K. Black and the Greater St. Stephen's Church family as we bless the Lord. Right. 
He is our light. He is our deliverer. He is our way maker, and he is just everything that we have need of. I, I want to ask a question. If you are a worship today, will you make some noise? Hallelujah. <laughs>
is doing and is going to do in our lives. Amen. And then we will have um, a, a song, Glad to be in the service. Our opening prayer it will be by our own brother Pharaoh, Mac, amen, hallelujah. And then we will have our praise and worship. So you may not come up here behind the microphone, that's okay. Praise and worship, you can do who you are, amen. So we are all here to praise the Lord and worship him. And the song, I love the Lord, and then hallelujah, you get the glory. And that's what it's all about. Everything in our lives, if we messed up on yesterday, we are not going to let the devil beat us up today. We're going to start anew, and we're going to start afresh. And we're going to make sure that God gets the glory in our lives today. And then I will be back with God's spoken word today. And we want the Lord to have his way. Amen? We want the Lord to have his way. So for you intercessors out there and you prayer warriors, pray because we want to hear a word from the Lord. Amen?
right now, just welcome him. Come on. Oh, we worship you, yes, Jesus. Yes, we do, Lord. We magnify your name. Come on, welcome him tonight. Come on, come on. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise, praise God. You know, things don't always go the way they plan. We've already greeted you in the name of the Lord. We've given you our scripture, and we just bless the Lord today. So if the sister's ready, I'm not sure she's ready for our next song. We have a song, Glad to Be in the Service, one more time. Again, we thank God for this opportunity to be here today. Amen? We could have been gone. We could have been at home in our beds. We could have been on our sick bed. Amen? But God has given us an opportunity to bless him with those who love him. Always remember that. We get to come together to be those who love the Lord who are the called according to his purpose. It's all about his purpose today. Amen. And we want the Lord to be glorified. Amen. Hallelujah.
Lord, we come to worship you, Lord God. We come to bless you. And, Lord God, we come to give you thanks. Hallelujah. You have been so kind and so merciful unto us. Lord God, we realize today we are just your servants, oh God, that you have called, oh God. So, Lord God, as we decrease, oh God, may you increase in us, oh God. May your spirit, Lord God, take the lead and do in this vessel, Lord God, that that you want done, Lord God. Father, we truly believe today that we are blessed in the city today. We are blessed, oh God, in our home. We are blessed, oh God. We have much to give you thanks for, oh God. So, Lord, we give you the glory, we give you the honor, and we give you the praise, oh God. Hallelujah. Father God, at times like this, we need an anchor, Lord God, and we know who our anchor is, oh God. So we give you the glory, Lord God. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for all our days gone by, oh God. We thank you for this hour, Lord God, because in your presence we find ourselves today. And we give you the glory. Father God, we pray today that you will bring clarity, O oh God, and understanding of your word, O oh God, what it truly means to give your worship and give your thanks, Lord. Because, Lord God, we don't want to be selfish children. We don't want to just receive of you and never give you thanks, O oh God. So, Lord God, help us to be ever so careful to always give you the glory, the honor, and the praise. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. We give you the glory. We give you the honor. We give you the praise. Again, in the presence of our almighty God, we come here. We are all family. Amen. If you love the Lord like I do, and if you are giving your life to the Lord, that makes you my sister in the Lord. Amen. That makes you my brother. So, we are excited, and we have a blood tie, I hear you, Lord, that is stronger than the tie my mother and my father gave us. We have a tie that's going to take us from this life into everlasting life with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Again, again giving all praise and glory to the head of my life, the Lord Jesus Christ, who has picked me up out of darkness and turned my life around, set my feet on a path that will bring me to him someday. Amen. We come today to uh, share the, the word of God. We are in our Sunday school books. Again, we welcome each and every one of you in the house of God. We ought to always feel welcome. Amen. We ought to always feel some peace. We ought to always feel some, some power because this is a house of prayer. Amen. And we want God to be glorified today. If you have your Sunday school uh, books with you, we are on page 464. And for those of you at home, we're going to be reading today from the entire chapter of Isaiah 12. And that chapter happens to be one of the smallest ones because it only has six little verses. And we just bless the Lord today. The subject today is give, give thanks. We came to the house of God to worship him. Amen. But we are, we are going to give him some thanks. Amen. We're going to bless his name. We're going to bless him because he is worthy to be praised. Pastor Black, God bless you today. Thank you for again the opportunity to share the word of God. And we want to be available to God, hallelujah, at all times. We never know what God is calling us to do. So we want to be ready and willing to do what God asks us to do. 
And I have often said this, God is training us now. This is the training ground. If we continue to live, amen, God's going to use us. Amen. God bless you today, sister. Missionary coming in, hallelujah. We give God the glory today for the woman of God and all of you are my brothers and sisters in Christ. Today, again, give thanks. And I'm going to read our aim for change. And as I, I'll get into the word, the aim for change says, by the end of this lesson, by the end of this lesson, again, we are on page 464. And if you don't have a Sunday school book, Isaiah 12. Join us at Isaiah 12. Amen. Um, it says that by the end of this lesson, we will understand that we should praise God for his mighty deeds. And if God has done something for us today, we have something to praise him about. If you can sit upright today, you've got something to praise him about. Express a willingness to praise God. The, the brother that already told us earlier, I, we invite people and invite them to church, but they don't want no part of it. You know what? They don't know the Lord. They don't love the Lord. So they ain't got nothing to praise them about, even though he woke them up this morning. They still don't understand. But for those of us who understand, God is requiring something of us. Amen? And then offer praise to him for his mighty deeds. We heard about it. We have read about it. And now we're going to praise him for it. Amen? That's what it's all about in our lives. We once were toddlers, but now we are growing up in the faith. We are growing up in servitude. We are growing up in the things that God has called us to do. Yes, sometimes it's going to be uncomfortable. Sometimes we're going to make some mistakes. We're going to fall down and get some boo-boos. But just like mom and dad and, and, and God does to us, he doesn't always scold us for our mistakes. Because he knows we are honestly trying to learn how to serve him and then to help our fellow man. So that's our aim for change today. And chapter 12 of Isaiah, very, very short chapter. And I, as I, and, I'm, and as the pastor would say, I hope you had a chance to at least read uh, the daily uh, readings, if you had a chance to read that. But again, Isaiah 12 was only six little verses long. So as I began to read through this, the Lord said, hold, hold on, hold on now. Six chapters, you can get up there and be done in 10 minutes. So, you know, six verses, you'll be done in no time. So he began to take me back. Last week, the pastor taught us that in Isaiah 6, well, what happened in Isaiah 6 last week? In the year he uh, or died, Isaiah gets his calling from the Lord. The Lord cleaned him up. So we all have to have a beginning. But if before you get to chapter 6, there's 1 through 5. There's some chaos going on in there. But God took that opportunity to pick somebody who was minding their own business, and that somebody might be you today. It might be you. So when he called you before him, like Isaiah, we've got to, in the presence of a holy God, which we are always in his presence, but there is something about being alone in the presence of God. When he calls you, when he talks to you, when he gives you specific instructions and things that you know that you know that you know is coming from God, but nobody else could know it, that's when we begin to see, woe, I am undone. That's what Isaiah said. And now we want to put them up on pedestals, but the Bible said these early prophets and teachers, they were men and women like us. But we want to 
want to treat them different. God can use us today. Maybe not on that grandiose scale, but if that's what he chose, he can do it. You know, he reminded me once, God bless you today. And I did like Sarah when he, when he said it. I kind of sniffed it in myself. I heard, I said, I heard that you, you can ride on Air Force One, and I chuckled. Me on Air Force One, <laughs> you know. But you know what, like Sarah, if God wants me on Air Force One, God is going to put me on Air Force One. There will be a need for me to be on Air Force One. So we need to realize we don't discount what God is saying to us. Because these prophecies were given for yet a time to come. God sees the yesterday, he knows the here and now, and he knows what's going to happen in the future. So God raises up men and women that he can, first of all, men and women that realize, I am undone. I am undone. See, that's the problem. God can't use us if we took too high, lifted out up, and it's prideful. So that's what we need to be careful for today. So in chapter 6, Isaiah receives not only his calling, but before that calling, he had to be cleaned up, just like us. So when God touches us and he gives us his spirit and he seals us with however he chooses to do that, he cleanses us. And then he sets us on a journey that he wants us to fulfill, not for ourselves, but what? For him to get the glory. For somebody to be saved, somebody to be set free, somebody to be delivered. Amen? I'm going to ask. We've got some prayer warriors in the house. We've got some intercessors in the house. Pray with me. Pray with me now. Don't leave me up here by myself. Hallelujah. In the presence of the Lord because God has a message today. Sometimes we think because I, I'm, I'm the daughter of this one or I'm the son of this one or I, I messed it up for 35 years, God won't use me. But we don't know what God has called us ultimately to do. Isaiah was the same. He didn't know God was going to call him as a young boy, possibly. We're only given just a few in the Bible who began to see dreams and visions when they were young. Joseph was one of them. But Isaiah, we're not told that that's what happened to him. But when he was in the presence of God, as we are today, things happened. Then that was chapter 6. God said, talk, bring them. We, 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 you know what? Last week we're on chapter 6. We're on 12. What happened in between? Did anybody read? We need to know what happened in between that time. So in chapter 7, the word says there. Peter's eye has died. Pete Johnson has died. Now Ahaz is on the line. He is the grandson of King Uzziah, or Uzziah, however you pronounce it. He is the grandson. And, and as I was studying, Uzziah was a good king. If you really want to see a fascinating story, read about the kings of Judah and Jerusalem and all of these places, the northern tribes and the southern tribes, there's good king, good king, bad, 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 good king, bad, bad, good, out of the same house, same lineage. It is amazing what God's word will tell us. I heard, I hear you, Lord. He said, just like we can't wait till the young and the restless come on and our favorite television show, if you got in the word of God, it can get just that exciting. Lord, what's going to happen next to this, to this king? What's going to happen to this prince? Lord, is 
chapter 7, we've got a bad king. And God sends Isaiah. Because remember, Isaiah's green now. God done cleaned him up. Now he done sent him to work. When God cleans us up, we are not to just come up to this church every Sunday and just sit here. There is work to be done. There are souls to be saved. There are lives to know, like keep on. And to you, my brother, the Bible says, be not weary in well-doing, because you will reap if you faint not. God tells us to plant one plant, one water, but God gives the increase in his time. So we keep on telling them the word of God and living the word of God before them. Sometimes somebody said actions speak louder than words. Amen. So here we have the king who God sends Isaiah to, and God knows they have, just like he knows us. He says, ask me anything you want. Ask me, I'll tell you. And you know what that king said, because remember I told you it was a bad king. He said, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to tempt God, even though the man of God had told him, God said, See, when the woman of God tells us something, God says, and when the man of God says something to us, if God says it, God is going to bring it to pass. It is for real. But the thing is, we trust man much more than we trust God. See, in Ahaz's time, God was getting him ready because you know what was happening also in chapter 7? There was two armies coming up against him. Now, we know what Jehoshaphat did when three came against him. What they, he sought the Lord. But Ahaz said, no, I'm not. And you know what? God says, okay, I'll begin to speak then. Because you won't ask me, let me tell you something. Amen? So what he did is he began to use Isaiah to prophesy about Messiah, Jesus Christ. So much that we know. And as the pastor said last week, Isaiah prophesied immensely about Messiah and his government, and all of these wonderful things, all of that begins to happen in chapter 7. We're just giving you a little bit of a genealogy between 6 and 12, amen? We're working our way to 12. And then it says Isaiah's prophetic message about Emmanuel. And what does Emmanuel mean? God with us. When Jesus came, God was manifesting himself in the human form so that he could come and dwell among people. All of this is in your Sunday school book or your Bible, amen. So I'm hoping that we will get excited about what God is trying to teach us. And you might ask the question, how does that affect me now? How do, how do I apply it to my life? Because remember, Pastor always teaches us that. How can I use it now? God may want to use you like he used Isaiah. Always remember that. God may have a plan and he may have a purpose. Chapter 8 says, it says that the coming invasion of a Syria, it was a mighty army. The two armies that were going to come against Ahaz, God, Ahaz, God began to tell them, don't even worry about it, because that ain't going to happen. He let them know that within 65 years, the northern kingdom was going to be gone. And why did God allow that to happen? Disobedience and unbelief. Does that sound familiar today? A lot of people truly do not believe God. A lot of people don't want to serve God because they, they are afraid to serve him. Afraid what mama going to say. Afraid what daddy going to say. Afraid what husband going to say. Afraid of what wife going to say. But I would be more afraid of what God going to say sitting on that judgment day. Amen. I would be much more concerned about what God will say to me. Somebody said, I just want to hear him say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Well, the servant, Isaiah, had to start somewhere. We got to start somewhere. Let today be the 
the day that you give your life to him. And he also, in chapter 8, there was a call to trust God. When we start seeing chaos, we ain't got no money, we can't pay the bills, the kids are acting crazy, uh, the neighbor acting beyond crazy, we look through the eyes of the natural, the Lord says, but if we go to God in prayer, God is a restorer of everything that's out of in chaos. God can do far more for us in five minutes than we can do in 50 minutes. They tell me he made everything in six days, then he rested on the seventh day, so that brother pretty bad, don't you think? <laughs> if he can make everything in six days, imagine what he do in our lives if we humbled ourselves for six days in fasting and praying. What would happen to us if we yielded ourselves, turn that television off, turn that place down? What would happen to us? Remember, we just like our sale now. We, we got him on a pedestal. We got to bring him back to where we are. Or we got to come up a little bit higher. You choose where you want him to be today. You come up or you bring him down. Because we are all saved by grace here today. And we have something the Lord spoke to me as I was going through here. Isaiah was prophesying for what was come. We today looking back on what he talked about. Because Jesus had already come and been lifted up. He died and was raised again, and now back in heaven. So we looking back on what Isaiah was bringing us to. See, this is why it's important for us to study the Word of God, and we can understand who this Messiah was that they talked so so heartfelt about. They wanted to see it, but they didn't live to see it because always remember, if God spoke something, it will come to pass. It's not always necessarily for right now, the here now. But if God said it, he meant it, and it will come. Amen? Verse 9, he tells us to hope in the Messiah. There would come a day. The, the, I believe it's over in Thessalonians, that the dead in Christ will rise first. So those that are already gone on, if Christ were to come in right now as I speak, we will rise to meet him in the air if he's your Savior, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Amen? So we know that God is going to get rid of all of this that we see now, the old, and he's going to usher in what? A new, a new heaven and a new earth. And we know that Messiah is going to reign. He's going to reign. And so Isaiah was taking us to that time when God was going to call his people back to him. We are not going to do some things while we're down here, but there will come a day when God is going to call, when God's going to do some calling. And he's going to call himself back to order. Amen? And he says in chapter 9, Messiah, he says, for unto us a child is born. You know, we quote that at Christmas time, but if you're in Isaiah, you could have read it this week. Hey, hallelujah. Remember, he's the same yesterday at Christmas time and Easter time. He's the same God. He's the same God. But we put him, oh, we, we, we worship him over here in this holiday, but he wants to be worshipped every day. Every day. Every day. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government, I heard somebody praying about the government this morning, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. And that's in chapter 9. That's who we serve today. He is a mighty God. He is the Prince of Peace. He is the Rose of Sharon. He went to Calvary for you and I. 
He died for Isaiah, though Isaiah lived before him. He had to die for all mankind. See, we don't think about that, but he did. If you go into the book of First and Second Peter, it talks about how he, as when he died, he went back and he preached to them that were already gone. Because, because the enemy, would, he would accuse him of not being there. And if our God is one thing, he is there. He is there. He ain't going to give to us what he did not give to them. Messiah was to come in their time. Messiah is coming gone in our time. And now Messiah lives his life in us. Amen. He lived his life in us. And it says no matter what the Lord told them, they wouldn't listen. Kind of sounds like 9-11 and everything else. All, you know what, is breaking loose. And while COVID was on, <laughs> when COVID showed her, her ugly head, everybody in the house was praying. Everybody, everything was praying. Psalms 91 was beat to death. Was beat to death. And as soon as things started to taper off a little bit, we went back to our merry way. But we've got to stay consistent in the presence of the Lord because we're always in his presence, always. There's no place, the psalmist says, that we could go to ever get out of his presence. So he sent a message to King Ahab. This is what's going to happen. He prophesied of what would happen, but yet they still refused. And we hear the scripture that say, in the day that you hear my voice, we quote it, but can we live it? Because that means that there's going to come a day where you want to walk, slap somebody three shades of green. But the Spirit is going to say, now if you do that, you'll lose your effectiveness to ever be a light to that person. Unless he tells you to slap them, that's a whole different story. Amen. You know, so because God, God, sometimes he sets things in order. Amen. See how we're doing here. Amen. And then he says, even to seek him. And you know why they refuse? Kind of like us. You don't call my name first. Don't talk to me. If I didn't get no invitation, something was wrong. Pride and arrogance. What happens before pride? Destruction. See, we can get so prideful. We can get so high and mighty in our own thinking. And just because a few people pat you on your back, you think you have arrived. Nay, we haven't arrived. So we have to stay humble. Jesus said, take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I what am meek and lowly. I am meek and lowly. So if Jesus is living in us, then guess what? Some of us ought to be able to see the fruit of being meek, because that's one of the fruits of the Spirit. Meek, meekness, patience, long-suffering. Yeah, this is not a shouting message, but it's a message that will help us tomorrow and today. Amen? So we got to let go of pride and walk in the fruit of the Spirit. Then it says that bad leaders in chapter 9, Bad leaders and lying prophets. And I'm like, Lord, it's kind of scary. It's kind of scary. We can see in our nation what's going on a little bit, but we found out that, you know what, Mr. Trump wasn't lying when he said fake news. We found that they only put certain things on the news, things that keep mess stirred up, keep us in fear, keep us in bondage. A lot of this stuff, if we would go to prayer and, and, and get in there and see what, the, what it's saying, but then take it to God in prayer. Yeah. 
then God will have the opportunity to manifest himself on earth the way he wants to do. He wants to use us. Remember, he's using Isaiah, amen, to speak to the people of the hour. He is wayward, stubborn, stiff-necked, prideful, arrogant people. Don't sound familiar, does it? No, we don't know nobody like that. Maybe one or two things, but no, we don't know. But this is what God was doing. Then chapter 10, God says to them, woe to those uh, that bear injustice. And as I was beginning to read this, I'm thinking, Lord God, we've got homeless out there, and they just passed an ordinance that if you camp out too long, we're going to take you, we're going to find you, we're going to lock you up, but they are not offering any alternatives. Is that injustice or what? Is that injustice? And then when COVID was over, they took away some of the assistance, and then people went back to eating cat food and dog food because what they give is so little. It's not enough to make ends meet. God sees the injustices just like he did in Isaiah's time. He sees it now. And these Oh, I don't want to say that. But these people that are in position to make these rules and these legislatures, they will not answer to us. Y'all need to remember that. We are not the God. We take things to God. We pray about the things that we see, and God does the rest. Amen? God is still, he was still angry because they wouldn't. Because let me tell you something. In the old days, you could push God so long that he, he would tell you, you'll see, but you won't turn, you won't repent, because I ain't having it. You know why? Because when he starts, just like mama, when mama say, go get that switch, they used to make us go get it ourselves. That's bad when you got to get the switch off the peach tree yourself. Amen? And God wants, he's going to work somebody. You can, just, you can hang it up because he's going he's gonna to discipline them. And that's exactly what he did for them. God, is, he was still angry, and he used the Assyrians, those mighty Assyrians, to come in and swoop down. And the first two armies, Syria and Damascus, I believe it was, he used them to wipe them out. But the thing about God, God said the king of Assyria just like some of these presidents, they are the tools in his hands. They are the tools in God's hands. That's what God said to Isaiah. They became tools. But the thing about and God used the Assyrians to chastise his people. He, he had to burn everything. The only thing that was left was a little That was all left, but that was enough for God. If God takes you down to your lowest common denominator, he's going to always leave, as the sister would say, a remnant. Something for him to grow from. And that root is going to spring forth from Jesse's line, which brings us the Davidical, the Davidical line, which is our Messiah. He left that stump. Uh, the Assyrians were so mighty, as we study, it said that they had wiped out the northern kingdom. And they were on their way to the southern. Now, that's where Jerusalem is. Jerusalem, but God let them stop short of that. They stopped short. Because even, can you see what God is able to do? This is why we are here to give thanks to God. 
God has delivered us from many evils. God has delivered us from many storms. God has delivered us from many evils and many enemies in our lives. This is why we praise him. This is why we give thanks unto him. Because this is what he has done. We will sing the song and pray through dangers seen and unseen. When we get to heaven and we look back over our lives, we're going to see some dangers that we're going to go, I had no idea. Because the Bible said not only will God lead us, he will be our what? Our rear guard. That means that he will be our backup. When, when David came up against Goliath, he only had just a few stones. But who was in back of him was, uh, was the, the, the real power. That was the real power. We have to realize who the real power is in our lives. And the Bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood. So stop fighting Donald Trump and begin to fight the enemy who knows he can use Donald Trump. But if God has allowed Donald Trump in office or anybody else, what do we do? Lord God, your will be done. And what God's will is, amen, it's going to work out for our good. We don't always see it. Ahaz didn't see it. And he missed his blessing. Because God was calling him point blank. Tell, tell, tell me what you want. Tell me what you really, really want. Tell me what you want. So I say to you in the presence of the Lord, what do you really want? If God, if God is saying something to you, ask him. Because he wants you. If we go and look at uh, uh, Elijah, Elijah prayed that there be no rain, and there was no rain for three and a half years. But if you read the first part of that chapter, it said he had been talking to God, and God told him to pray that prayer. God told him. So Isaiah and Elijah, they lined themselves up with God. We didn't align ourselves up with the wrong part. Hallelujah. We've got to learn who we need to align ourselves up with, and that is, the, that is found in the Word of God. And if you didn't know God on yesterday, I pray that today you will begin to hunger and thirst to know him more. Amen. And then after God used him, the king, God turns on the king. Why? Because the king begins to become arrogant and prideful in his heart. I did this. Does this sound familiar? I did that. I got the wisdom. I put it all together. I, I, I. Sounds like uh, Nebuchadnezzar and others. What I have done. But they did not realize. So God passes judgment on the one that he used to work his people with. But God, and I'm like, okay, Lord, scratching my head. But he said, the earth is the Lord, the fool is there of the world, and they that dwell therein. He founded it. He established it. He can do what he wants to we really want to come into the out and understanding what God is saying. He said, all souls are mine. Therefore, I can do what I want to do. When I want to do it. With whom I want to do it. See, we look at people, we think because they've been on drugs forever, God can't use them. Oh, please. We look at people and think because they've been a prostitute, God can't use them. We think because we were demons of death, God can't use Somebody talk to Mary Magdalene, and I guarantee you she'll have a different story to tell you. When we come into the, a life of truly surrendering to the Lord God Almighty, he will do amazing things to a shattered life. That life was shattered and it was broken, but we have new life in Jesus Christ. Amen? 
And then as we go to chapter 11, Isaiah continues to speak of the future, the events that are going to happen. He says there is going to be a branch from David's line, an active and active branch that is going to now lead his people forever. Messiah has come. We call him Jesus Christ, our Savior and our Lord. And in that day, the Lord will call his people, that remnant, to come from the four corners of the earth. Right now, if you were to call all, if you could see, speak Lord, the, the Jews, they're scattered in the north, south, east, and west. But God, as when Jesus comes back, he is going to call them unto himself. But until then, they're going to stay where they are. But God has a plan and he has a purpose. When we look on the outer through our physical eyes and our normal eyes, we can't see nothing but tears and hatred and woe and worry. But when we look through the eyes of God, the word of God says that I have a plan for your life today. I have a plan for your life tomorrow. Therefore, give me thanks. Give me thanks. And then he says to Isaiah, see the Messiah ruling the world in righteousness and peace. We as Christians today, we can, in the midst of chaos, we can have peace that passes all understanding. Amen? When all, it seems like everything around us is speaking sand. We stand on that solid rock, and that's where we are today. So we give him thanks. We praise him. So what God has allowed us to do is to let you see just a glimpse of what happened in between chapter 6 up through 11. Now, if you will, turn with me to Isaiah 12. The word says, and in that day, Isaiah 12, and in that day thou shalt say, O Lord, I will praise thee. Though you were angry with me, your anger is turned away, and you comfort me. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid, for the Lord Jehovah is my strength and my song. He also is become what? My salvation. Therefore, with joy shall ye draw water out of the wells of salvation, and in that day ye shall say, Praise the Lord, call upon his name, declare his doings among the people, make mention that his name is exalted. Sing unto the Lord, for he has done excellent things, not just things, but excellent things. This is known in all the earth. Cry out and shout. Thou inhabitants of Zion, for those of us who are born again, we get to it, cry out aloud. For great is the Holy One of Israel in the midst of thee. Hallelujah. You have walked with Isaiah now. You've heard a word from the Lord. God wants to use us. God wants to be a blessing to the nation. And I heard somebody say once, the nations are people. Nothing runs without people, unless it's computerized. And who programs the computers? People. So on your job, in your home, in the grocery store, on the train, hallelujah, 
in things heart. Yes, we bless the Lord in the shopping mall. We bless the Lord because we are not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. May God continue to strengthen us and bless us as we give him thanks. So the question is, now, do we understand why we should praise him? Because he has done great and mighty things for us, for Israel, for Mama now. He did great things for our parents, even though they went through and they suffered a lot. Some of us can't walk outside of their house, and Mama used to walk everywhere. Amen? Mama never learned to drive. God has blessed us so we can give him thanks, and that we should praise God for his mighty deeds. The world does not know him. Therefore, we cannot expect them to respond the way we do. Jesus said they cannot come unless they are drawn by God. God has to draw them. But that don't mean that we are not to plant those seeds. Because if we plant and we water, God in his time will give the increase. God gives the increase. And then praise, offer praise to him for what he has done, not just for Isaiah's time. But if you are a father today, if you are a mother, if you are a sister or if you are a brother, if you are a neighbor, and if you are saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Spirit, that's enough to give him thanks for. Hallelujah. So we bless the Lord for who he is. His mercy is everlasting. And his truth endures to what? All generations. It was good enough for Ben Maldem. Hallelujah. It was good enough for Mother Bradley. Mother Bradley taught us. Hallelujah. It's good enough for me. And I stand like Joshua as for me and my house. Hallelujah. We are going to serve the Lord. We are going to serve him with gladness. We are going to come before his presence with singing. We will know that the Lord is God. It is he that has made us. And not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. We enter into his gates with thanksgiving. Hallelujah. And into his courts with praise. We are thankful unto him and we bless his name. For the Lord is good. For the Lord is good. For the Lord is good. That's why we praise him. Because he's good. Hallelujah. His mercy is everlasting. And his truth endures to all generations. Hallelujah. In the presence of the Lord God, we praise you. We bless you. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord God, for Isaiah, Lord God. We thank you for your great love and your tender mercy. We thank you for what you have done. We thank you, Lord God, for what you want to do. We thank you, Lord God, for your peace. We thank you for salvation and deliverance. And Lord God, clean us up, Lord. In your presence, Lord. If we find today that we are undone, I pray, Lord God, that you will show us ourselves. And then, Lord, help us to be like Isaiah. I am a woman of unclean lips, Lord God. I'm a woman of unclean thoughts, Lord God. Cleanse me, O oh God. Wash me, Lord God. 
I want to see the King of Glory someday. Hallelujah. I want to stand in your presence. I want to bow before you, Lord. You are greatly to be praised, O oh God. So we give you the glory. We give you the honor. We offer the sacrifice of praise to you now, Lord God. And we thank you that you love us enough to bring us into your presence on this day. Now, Lord God, we pray today that we are going to let go of yesterday and press forward towards the mark of the prize of the higher calling in Jesus Christ. Lord God, we don't count ourselves to have apprehended yet. But Lord God, this one thing that we're going to do, we're going to forget those things that are behind us, Lord, and we're going to press now. We're going to press on in Jesus' name. And Lord God, we will ever be so careful to give your name the glory, the honor, and the praise. For it is in Jesus' name we pray. Thank God. Hallelujah and amen. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Let's pray. 
in the inside. Delight in the inside of me. Get off in your 